Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, a way to make hard-boiled eggs without those pesky shells, a ruler that vanishes, and the most durable action cam ever made. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I'm KT Data, one half of the show, and joining me is the man. Not only did he wrap up Dad of the Year by taking his kids to the most magical place on Earth, he came back and wanted to remind us to have a happy Drew year. The one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing, happy my Drew friend? Year, happy Drew year. That's all, that's all I got. Give it to me. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, I'm glad you're back, my friend. Um, I hope you and your kids had fun at Disneyland. Super cause, fun. Because I was looking at the pictures and I'm like... Maybe I got him in the mood when I got him that giant che- with, with the Cheshire cat. The Cheshire cat, the big <laughs> giant tail. Yeah. yeah. I, I just yeah. imagine you have that like line somewhere with his tail just going all around places. Yep. Stuff. Yes, he is. He's on my nightstand covering everything. <laughs> yep. On that. All right. So if it is your first time watching, first of all, Happy New Year. And look this at this. Is, um, I, I saw this and I was laughing. Like, yeah. Let me see it. All the my feet's going up. Those are my girls, all of us just screaming on Splash Mountain. Yep. That and you that's can, how you know you're you, dead. Yeah, and you know you know that they're all related because like your your all your expressions are almost exactly the same. It's pretty funny. I'm like, yep, yeah, we don't need a paternity test, we'll just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, if it's your first time watching the show, first of all, welcome and happy new year. Um we are on 127 episodes, my friend. We Did we pass the five-year mark? I don't know. We've been doing this so long that I stopped counting. <laughs> How many years oh, we? yeah, we're up there. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, so before we jump into our pro- uh, crowdfunding projects tonight, we got two bits of news. And, Drew, I think you will love one of, the, one, one of these bits of news. So, But actually, I think you'll like both of them. So, you know, you just showed off your girls. And so... What we like to do is, you know, we tend to show things that are on Kickstarter, Indiegogo and stuff, but we always like exploring and finding new platforms for crowdfunding. This one is, you know, your girls might be using this in the future. It is called iFundWoman, and it is a oh. it is a crowdfunding platform specifically for women-led startups and small businesses. So you don't have it doesn't have to be, you know, an all-lady team, but the leaders are are the ones that are in charge. So they've developed this platform where all these different companies, all these ladies have ideas for what they want to do, kind of like your normal uh, Kickstarter stuff. Um, and they've curated them together. And what's nice about this is it actually, they, they, they offer other services on top of that. So it's a little bit more like Indiegogo, which I like, um, but they offer a whole bunch of different projects that they actually do. So in addition to actually listing your crowdfunding uh, project, they also do crowdfunding coaching so you can pay an extra 150 dollars an hour to have a pre-launch crowdfunding coach so if you know didn't want to talk to me and drew and pay us only a hundred dollars right. an hour uh, right right we are totally yeah. worth that yeah um, these guys will coach you and raise four and a half times more money yeah. if you use a coach yes. i believe it though there's yeah. a lot of things that people miss yeah so that that's one of the things they have they also this is i like this one they have a video production tier that you can add on like they will help you make a video. So what's nuts is there's two options. So you can pay $650 up front and then they take an additional 5% off your campaign or 
if you want to pay fully upfront is $1,650 and then they don't take any more off your campaign. And you're probably like $1,650, KT, that sounds like a lot. Drew, you and I can um, both attest that yeah. is worth every penny because video production is not cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap, but that's a, that's a pretty good price point. For like a standard Kickstarter video, most of them should be about three to 5000 if they're done right and well done. But for these guys to offer at that price point, like that's, that is a no-brainer because I can guarantee, as we've talked about, having the video as part of your project sells it. Yeah, like and, if you don't have a video, you're gonna cut. You know, you're gonna uh, shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, and they include a lot of stuff for that price too. Because if so, for the six hundred fifty dollars, two to three minute video, you get virtual assistance in filming. So if you're not um, in their New York studio, you you can do it virtual. They give you a graphics package, which you know that's that's where that's going to give you that little right there. that's going to give you a little zing. Three licensed images, a music license, which a lot of people forget yeah, bucks, um, yep. and then plus one round of edits so if you don't like what they did the first round you still can have stuff to change it and a perpetual license which is always great so you're not just limited in where you can use the video put it back on your marketing throw that into your other stuff with your uh, facebook and social that, that's brilliant that is actually a fantastic yeah um, and not only do they have that the last one they offer is project page design so they will for three hundred dollars give you three hours of campaign page design and help you design your page, which is great because it's their platform. So they know what's going to look best on their page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so three hours of that fonts and colors that you can pick and description copy editing. So this is, you know, this is stuff that you'll want on your, you you want to use. So like, I love how they offer these kind of three different tiers um, information. And there's a lot of free information on the page too, which I love. Um, and I think their fees are pretty competitive. So they take 5% of the funds that you raise, which I think is about the same as Kickstarter. Um, and then you can feel good about it because 20% of their profits, they actually throw into campaigns on their site. So they kind of pay it forward that way. Um, and then on top of that is the 2.9 plus 30 cents, but credit cards just charge that to anybody. Um, a brilliant idea though. If you look at this as like, as like a platform, any woman that, that, are thinking of launching or, or heading up a project or a plan, the the $2,000, if you were to get a video, a page design, and an hour of consulting with them, like you could take whatever your project is going to be and put that 2000 you know, back into your goal or whatever that was. Like you could make that back because all of those things are going to make that project win. So that's brilliant that they're doing that. They're doing the hands-on like coaching. Yeah, they have they have coaching and they have their own kind of internal network of people too. So kind of like what Indiegogo does, that you can help and create stuff. And um, you know, one of them is they invite you to this private Slack channel, and that has all the different entrepreneurs Perfect. and other people that you can talk to and get advice from, which is it, it is great when you're doing a small project or a large project um, like crowdfunding for this. So that is the iFundWomen. Dot com. So I, I like the site. They're still in beta, but check them out. And this might be, you know, another viable platform that you may want to kind of think about. All right. So for our next piece of news, Drew, if you remember in our last episode, we actually talked a little bit about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin yeah. and those kind of things. Um, right after we recorded that, like maybe two days later, Indiegogo announces initial coin offerings and blockchain investments that they will have on their site. So what they're actually doing is now you will be able to crowdfund ICOs. Um, and what's great about this is 
Um, in the world of ICOs, it is the wild, wild west right now. And they're trying yeah, to they're- make it a lot more accessible because you, you, you ICO kind of sounds like IPO, an initial um, profit offering. Or am I thinking? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. IPO. Yeah. So normally with that, you got to go through all these regulations and stuff, and you got to publish, you got to go on roadshow so people can vet the company really well before they invest in money. With ICOs, they can yeah. just offer these ICOs. Um, so what they're Initial doing. Public offering. Public offering. Public, yeah, offering. public offering. Um, and then so what they're doing is they're actually going to make it kind of more compliant to different things because they're they're fun they're working with their micro ventures comp, um co- partner partner company which they are the same guys that do the equity crowdfunding um so they kind of know what this is and their goals is to make sure it's accessible to everyone the problem with icos right now is if you aren't already in a successful ico investor more than likely you're not going to be able to buy an ico um because they they know there's rich people like I was looking at some of the party lists for um, for CES, and one of them was actually an ICO. Um, they called it guppies and whales, and of course the oh. whales are the and to qualify as a whale, you have to have at least a million dollars in cryptocurrency in assets cryptocurrency. to get invited to that party, and the guppies are the guys who are offering their ICOs. Oh, that's so, funny. So you can see why it like limits because 97% of America can't get in on ICOs without it. The other way is they're also trying to make sure they their ICOs are going to kind of go the SEC compliant kind of way. So kind of more like IPOs where you got to vet, you got to have all the information. People will be, will be able to kind of look into your books and make sure this is a solid idea of it. Um, and then they're also curating it. So they're trying to, you know, Make sure that, hey, we think this is good, so you have a better chance of feeling like you want to offer it. So but this is probably all confusing. So, Drew, I should ask you, how much do you know about initial coin offerings? Not a whole lot in my field. I've been kind of in what I have been toying with with cryptocurrency and buying little bits here and there. Uh, I've stayed away from I've just been told, like, that's, that's not a world that's ready for ready for me to dabble in i guess so i haven't done much at all okay so so the way that these initial coin offerings work is they're all based on the blockchain technology somehow um so the technology that bitcoin ethereum all of these things work on is this blockchain technology where it makes it really hard to kind of mess with the chain or everybody else is going to notice um Mm -hmm. so what happens is instead of like i i know they call them icos but it doesn't make that sense because what happens is for ICOs, they sell tokens. And these virtual tokens allow you to use, um, they're, they're almost kind of like in-app purchases, like those coins that you get in Candy Crush and stuff for continues and stuff. And that's that's the whole idea is you buy those first in, in the hope that the application they develop, you'll be able to use those tokens inside the game for whatever. So you can redeem a song or you can get to a new level or um, kind of, you know, kind of do things like that. Um, whereas and some people who are buying these ICOs are saving them so they can sell these tokens later for more than they bought them for. Um, but it's a way for these companies to raise money on an application that they're going to develop. One of the craziest ICOs, um, right now that I see is the cats on the Ethereum blockchain. People are trading virtual cats. And to do that, you got to have tokens for that. So I'm at a loss. Really? Yeah. And there's like Genesis cats and stuff. So like the first cat that, and you can breed them together and stuff. And so like, I think 
somebody bought like one for a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Okay. I, yeah, <laughs> for cats. Wow. Um, but the first one that Indiegogo is actually going to do, and maybe this will make more sense, is they are going to offer an ICO for the fan-controlled football league. So the whole idea of the fan-controlled football league is fans have influence over everything in this football league. They get to pick the coaches for the teams. They get to pick the players for the team. It is fantasy football taken to the max. Oh, because they're actual players? Yeah, there's actual players and stuff, and they'll be playing for an indoor football league. and Based on what the fans decide. Yeah, and so <laughs> how it works is since the fans are being are the ones who are going to make the decisions – they're offering an ICO in the tokens for this football league. And the more tokens you have, the higher priority or the more influence you have in the league. So say I have 20 coins or 20 tokens and you have 10 tokens. My mm-hmm. my vote's going to count more in the process of like selecting a coach for a team than yours is. In terms I, of that. So, I know nothing about coaching. <laughs> so so what, what they're trying to do is it's almost kind of pay to play. If you're really invested in this football league, you're going to probably throw more money in and you'll be able to kind of call the shots a little bit more than some guy who's like, eh, maybe I'll try a dollar and see how this goes. Um, huh. So that, that's what they're going to do is, and then what they're, they're so they're doing a pr- token pre-sale, which is nuts. They're selling up to 5 million in tokens. So think about that. They're raising $5 million for the football league and they're giving 25% extra tokens for anybody who invests early. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is so, weird. This is a weird world. So, like, that's that's kind of that's kind of how it works. And what what do you think? Because we did talk about it, not knowing that this is going to happen. That you know, blockchain and cryptocurrencies and you know, ICOs might be the next step in crowdfunding. And here we are already. And there we and there it is. ICOs have happened. So I started when we were talking about it. I actually in uh, in the show right after the show, I picked up a couple of cryptos just to have a portfolio. So it was a good week to do that. It was a month ago. So it was back when um, I think that was before Bitcoin, the crash, wasn't it? Well, it went up and down again. So the Bitcoin was like eight thousand, and then a week later, I bought a little Ethereum and a little Litecoin. And like, I think I put like I play with pennies here, so I put like eighty dollars in, and now it's at like one hundred eighty dollars. So within a month, you know, they've all kind of floated upward. But they have been up and down and up and down. So in the crowdfunding world, it's an interesting, interesting place to play because it's so not like things don't have that the same worth from day to day. So it'd be very interesting to see how this ICO plays into what they're trying to do with uh, Indiegogo. I, I, I like the blockchain idea. I like that technology. I like how it can keep everybody honest. Um, I'm really interested to follow this and see how this works out for them. Like kind of play it out for everybody. Yeah, I, I like how they're playing it smart too. Because if you talk to most people, like like you you said you were talking about, if you're brand new to this world and don't understand how any of this works, they're like, stay away from ICOs. And I like how Indiegogo is trying to say, hey, this is new stuff and and like kind of uncharted territories, but we're trying to minimize your risk, trying to make it a legitimate way of for companies to raise money instead of IPOs or going through venture capitalists and stuff by offering these ICOs um, like that. So. I I really like this idea. I'm interested to see what else they pick up because the football league I think is actually a pretty good way to make people understand. Because I gave you the cat example and you're like, but it's mm-hmm. virtual cats. 
this kind of makes a little bit more sense, right? You're almost yeah. buying. You're al- You're not quite buying part of the company, but you have influence in the company with the tokens. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. 2018 is going to be a interesting year when it comes to blockchain and cryptocurrency. So we'll keep an eye on that. And if I am, you're listening to this and you're like, KT, you are totally wrong about how you explained everything. <laughs> shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net. Cause I've tried my best to explain it, but you know, I, I, I myself, you know, have a grasp of it, but maybe not a good grasp of it. <laughs> Hey, we do crowdfunding. Yeah, we do crowdfunding. All right, so on to our first project of the night. Um, this project maybe was in the back of my head because I just barely saw Sh- Shape of Water, um, the mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro movie, and eggs were involved in it. But Drew, do you like hard-boiled eggs? I do. I do. do, do you like, so so I, I, I've never understood this, but are you are you one of those guys that like them for breakfast, or or are you more you kind of like... Anytime. I can go anytime. Because because yeah, yeah. I I, ne- I I never understood that because I, I remember staying at some of the hotels and they'll have hard boiled eggs ready to go and I'm like that's you know for me it's usually like a dinner or lunchtime thing so I'm like that's kind of weird. I, no breakfast. It's usually I'd say it's breakfast for me probably seventy five percent of the time. Really. Yeah. All right. So what is your what are, what is the part of hard boiled eggs that you do not like doing? Like, is it cracking that shell? The peeling is always a pain. The pain, the peeling is always a pain. Yes. Because so you haven't because I've seen movies where the guy like spins it and the shell just comes off. That doesn't. That doesn't <laughs> not real. That movies doesn't... are not real. <laughs> so our our first project of the night is called Eggables, and it is a way for you to make hard boiled eggs without having to peel the shell. Eggables. So what is this? Is it's a food grade. FDA certified, uh, I think it's silicone or some kind of plastic, flexible plastic that you can, you see right here. And what you do is you crack open the egg and drop it inside the container. Or I didn't even know that you couldn't get egg whites in cartons. So like, this, this is why, wow. this is why I have Jane on noms. Cause I don't know any of this stuff, <laughs> but, or you can pour, or you can just pour egg whites into it and it will create a hard boiled egg once. So you put a cap on it and you just, boil it hard boil like you normally do and once you're done you get eggs out of it <laughs> it's pretty wow so you peel them first and put them into an egg shape that's it well you don't even peel them you crack the egg crack them crack them i guess you like, crack them cracking an Stop egg is a far, like far easier than peeling an egg right yeah, wow that that or that you're gonna be like me and just use the egg uh, egg whites because i i didn't know i didn't know about this but um you can get 170 milligrams of cholesterol from the yolk. So if you want to make an egg white one, you don't have that cholesterol because that's where the cholesterol is and you get all the good old proteins and stuff like to help you grow. Yolk um, is the good part. I like it. I, that's what I, I, I do too. Um, so like, I, I just love this idea of how you can make hard-boiled eggs easily because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of peeling the eggs. And it's a mess too because like – are you like me and you'll peel it and then like 10 minutes after you finish eating, you'll still find like eggshells on the counter yes. that you, you thought you threw away and they're just yeah. they're like hanging around. Um, but yeah, I just love how simple this is and how you still can get an egg shape without doing something weird. I, this is, this is an interesting idea. Like it's just astonishing to me that 
Because it, it's going against my entire like nature of of of, of hard boiled eggs. Because you're basically deconstructing the egg and then reconstructing it in a different vehicle. Like that to me is, un, I don't know. There there may be some ethical things that I have to consider. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is there like an ethical dilemma? I don't I don't understand. I mean, I just feel it's like instead of being like egg, you're whole, you're perfect, you're in here. I'm gonna boil you and then peel you open and eat just like goodness inside. It's like cheating. It's like, I know exactly what's in here. And then you like boil it up in something else and bring it back. And you're like, Oh, I made you look like what you would have looked like, but I did it. I don't know. It's like playing God with eggs. I, I mean, like, but, look, look how awesome these eggs are. They like look perfect too, which I love. They do look, they do look perfect. I, so I, I'm torn. My heart says this is weird, <laughs> but, but my head says, wow, that's so easy. Like, yeah, I, I love this idea. And I kind of wonder if you could have you ever heard of the um making scrambled eggs before cracking the shells no wait so 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 what you do is they sell devices for this but don't use a device use a t-shirt what you do is you take your t-shirt you put the egg in the middle and then you tie both ends of it and then what you do is you start spinning it as fast as you can so you're essentially breaking the yolk inside the egg and then when you're done, you can either boil it or throw it in the microwave. And once you open it, bam, scrambled eggs coming right out of the shell. Interesting. I might try that. Uh, I'm, I'm, so with this, I'm like curious. So you could do that. Sure, except you don't, have to use the, you don't have to use a t-shirt. And make sure you tie them pretty well or you're going to throw an egg out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, but it, it's a really cool way to do it. So like you could do that, whisk the eggs, pour them in, and you'll still have like an egg-shaped scrambled eggs so i i really like this and it's not that much 10 bucks 20 yeah it's about 10 bucks for each is this something you could see yourself using drew yeah i totally back this i would put this into my arsenal because i would cook up like six hard-boiled eggs like way faster and eat them faster too yeah and i didn't even know there's like hard-boiled egg timers and stuff so so you can get so you can get soft-boiled and medium-boiled eggs and stuff and I don't know. I, me and cooking is dangerous, but I think I could do this. <laughs> I think I could. I think I could do this. <laughs> I could handle this one. Um, so yeah, it is. It is back for me too. I, I think you guys should check it out. It's a. It's a modest goal. They're only looking for seven thousand um, dollars. Which, which is not that much, and they're already about halfway there. Um, so if you guys want to try to check that out, that is Eggables on Indiegogo. All right. So on to our next one and. I feel like this is your your designer side was speaking to you, right? When when you saw yeah. this, um, so or my high school art class guy. So so I don't remember a lot from high school art class. <laughs> FYI, guys, I I only took it because I had to, and because there was a really cute girl that I talked to most of the time in class. So, but yeah. So Drew, what is our project tonight? I I took it like all four years of high school and ended up in AP art, even though I was not very good at art. Nobody told me. They were like, nobody sat me down and said, you can't draw. So I just kept going. Um, so <laughs> what I love about this project is that somebody has designed or at least come up with a process for one of the most simple parts of um, drawing realistic or, or really anything. It was one of my favorite parts of art, and that is using the vanishing points. This is the thing that what? adds perspective. I, I don't even know what this is. No, oh, well, see, here we go. If I had my whiteboard out, I would show you. 
Um, vanishing point is when you're drawing something and you have your, your paper in front of you, you can put one point, one point in the paper, and then anything you draw shape-wise in a different part of the paper, you draw single lines to that point, and then you can cut out that shape and, and give it perspective. That's what adds that three dimension to it. Mm. And then there's a double vanishing point, which is where you put two points on the, on the paper, and everything that you draw, um, they kind of make this, I guess, for the camera, over this way. You get it this like 2D view or like a corner view of, of something, right? And so if you want to pop up the page and show the first little part of the video, it'll actually just start to give you an idea of what Vanishing Point does. But it allows you to draw this um, perspective. It gives you perspective. So if you take a look at as they show off these really cool rulers, I'll tell you more about how they work and why they're pivoting and doing things. But what you're able to do is use these rulers to lock in your two vanishing points or one vanishing point, depending on how many rulers you get. But then you draw the lines vertically, horizontally, and along the edges of these rulers because they're pivoting. And because they're pivoting, you're able to draw perspective really uh. easy. Otherwise, you put – so the opposite of this is you put a pin in one paper or a draw a dot, and then you line up your ruler with where you're drawing from to that dot every time, and you just keep doing that same you know, idea. This permanently attaches your, your vanishing points to the paper and allows you to use the rulers that are pivoting on that point already. So it's like you don't have to move anything around, so it's much, much faster. Anyway, so this is called the vanishing point ruler. Um, you can see there that he's drawing that really cool building that this kind of like you're looking at perspective-wise. But if you, you scroll down, you'll see kind of what more of the actual thing is. It is a ruler where the vanishing point is is actually a magnet. You put a little bit oh, of metal. Thing, yeah, because right? I, I was wondering, like you mentioned the pin. I'm like, so are you making a hole in the paper or something? So that they thought of that, obviously, because you don't want to put a hole in the paper. So they have a magnet, a very hard, strong magnet. So you slide something underneath your paper, you stick it on there, and then that ruler slides back and forth within the, the stopper, and you have this ability to hit all, you know, in all kinds of ranges with that vanishing point. So the other thing I like about it, besides the fact that it's a really like simple art technique, but I also just love the design of this ruler that they came up this, with. This, this is a simple art technique. <laughs> this looks complicated. The to me. One of the best. <laughs> Well, they make it look really complicated with like both, both you know, uh, rulers. I'm, I'm going back to my ICOs and cryptocurrencies. That makes sense to me. <laughs> but the idea of the vanish point is pretty simple. But I love the design of this ruler. It's just really well crafted. It's got uh, it's got actual measurements for for marking things, and and then it's kind of carved out with a really cool design look. Um, and then just just the build of it looks really good. Here's my worry with this particular project. It is sold out. Like, they still have nine days to go. They, the goal was only $144. Yeah. Well, it was a, One, some, I think it was German. Yeah, 144 euros. Or 140, Euro. uh, 120 euros, which is $144. So now they've hit nearly 5,000. Yeah. And if you look down at, at the pledges, they had a... Um, no longer available. Uh, Twenty. Yeah, million. they had a... Couple, they had a couple of these that were no like, longer available. Eighteen, get a, no get longer a drawing available. Fifty, do now and three. Wow, three for the your own design. Because if you look, if you keep going down and you look at like how the project's being made, 
It says the delicate designs carved into birch plywood um, using a little laser technology, which is kind of cool, but it's handmade. Like it's one person making each of these. And so manufacturing would take a whole lot longer. That's why I love this project because they, they knew their limit. They put limits on some of the bigger rewards. So really they're only making like the max that they're making is like a hundred of these and that's it. And then, you know, I'm sure they'll come into some other way to like find out what manufacturing masses, but they didn't go so big that they were going to be um, unable to fulfill because they didn't have, you know, because they couldn't pull it off. They just said, all right, let's do 100. Here's what they look like. And now they're all sold and gone. Yeah, I, I, I actually like this idea that they limited them because this yeah. looks like something could, that could explode like massively and they'd have a scaling issue, especially if they had, yeah. especially, the, you know, they're straight up and tell you like, hey, we make these by hand. We don't have like a mass production kind of thing. Know that part yet. So, yeah. you know, we're not going to try to sell thousands of these. We're, you know, this might be their, we're, we're checking to see if there's a market for this. Cause I mean, you get idiots like me who have no idea what a vanishing point is. Um, who, but there, you know, there's some people that do. So apparently a hundred, a hundred people have backed it already. So somebody's figured it out, but I think I'm, I agree with you. I think it's wonderful that they put a limit on it and that they said, we're going to figure this out for a hundred. And if a hundred of them go great, we'll take that money. We'll build a hundred and then maybe they'll come back with some other ideas or something for for a mass market but we usually don't see that we actually see things that are like oh this blew up let's and we shoot to the moon uh, I, yeah. I, I was just reading one of those i don't remember which one it was but i was just reading one that said um it, no it was uh i was looking for blinds smart house blinds mm -hmm. you know you plug something in it changes yeah. the i found it and i looked at the date it was two years ago and i was like oh crap how did i miss that so i went scrolling through the updates last update was three weeks ago that said we're finally thinking that we're about ready to ship. We're waiting for firmware software updates. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like these guys did that. They got kind of caught behind because they couldn't figure out the supply part of it. And now two years later, they're still not out there yet. Anyway. Yeah. That, that reminds me of the fidget cubes. Um, cause yeah. they, they, hey. their problem was they, they ran into manufacturing issues. They ran in, into the, you know, they over, over promised. So they had to scale it up. The problem with that was their idea was already out there and China was like, Hey, we can make a whole bunch of these. And they yeah. totally got undersold from that. Um, yep. and now they're working on enforcing the IP and stuff. And I've actually tried one of these knockoff ones and they are terrible compared to the real thing. <laughs> the real thing is really good. In fact, I just got an update from them about an hour ago that, that they are officially licensed so that you will be able to buy character based, like Iron Man, Star Lord. Yeah. Like, like fidget cubes that have the faces and the colors of these, of, you know, of franchise stuff. It is, I thought that was really cool. But this, for me, the uh, back to the uh, thingy thingy, what was it called? The, oh, the, the vanishing point, point ruler. <laughs> it's a back for me. I think for, for any art person, I think it's a really cool uh, technique, I guess, to have in the arsenal to be able to draw some really quick lines that are at the right angle. Yeah, I, I I think it, it it's back for me too because like if they had some of these, I actually probably would get it for one of my cousins who doesn't watch this show because um, she's she's an amazing artist and like I would never know that she would need something like this, but I think she would love it. Um, to, to do that, I'm also trying to get her to stream on Twitch, but she says she's not good enough. She's lying. Oh, not sure. I've seen that bad thing. You're always good enough. Um, 
So like, yeah, I, I love it. I love how they know their limits too. So it just makes me feel more comfortable when they do come out with another project that's maybe a little bit larger scale. They're like, hey, we've kind of learned some things. We know how to do this a little bit better. And so we can offer a couple more of these. Um, so I, I totally love that. That is the vanishing point ruler. All right, Drew, this is our third project and it's always a user vote. And our past couple episodes... These user votes have been heated. Like this was tied until we had the chat room pick one of them. And, and I don't know if I ever trust the chat room. Which way did they go? <laughs> so, <clears throat> but I, I think this one is in your and mine, my wheels house. So, um, you, we're we're familiar with action cameras, right? Yeah. Mo- yeah. Most notably, the GoPro. Everybody talks about the GoPro, even though the Sony RX Zero, that thing looks awesome. Um, like seven hundred dollars, but it looks awesome. So, <laughs> so what, the nice thing about action cameras is they usually can be worn, and they, you know, when you when, when you walk around and stuff. Um, but the problem is, at like, do you do you own a GoPro or anything? I, I have a couple in my in my studio. Yeah, yeah, they're a pain because right, you got the outer housing and then you got the little adat- attachments and stuff, just so you don't break your six hundred dollar GoPro, right? Which yep, is, yep. And then the battery power and then the attachment, yeah. Yep, so our last project tonight is called the Capley, and they claim to be the world's most durable action camera. And I actually already like the form factor and stuff, so it's this little tiny pill-shaped camera that you can see, and it actually has, it has touch controls on it. Um, what you can do is you can either tap it to take a picture or double-tap it to take a video and they've made it so it's wearable and then you can record continuously five hours of video um and drew five hours of a continuous video that's plenty (laughs) that's more than you're not doing anything yeah you're not doing anything (laughs) that's more that's more than enough unless you're watching one of drew's amazing final cut pro videos and five hours is not enough um But, I um, but it can also do 24 hour time lapses so it can stay on for 24 hours which doing a time lapse that long that's probably your major concern right is the battery dying on the camera that yeah, you're doing yeah. time lapse on um and then this is the nuts part it can be in standby for 120 hours like that is nuts to do 124 hours has 140 degree wide angle view. So it's going to pick up a lot of things. Um, and supposedly I, they didn't go too much into details. You should be able to live stream to Facebook with this camera also. But they um, mentioned that, right? They said that that's an, that's an option. Yeah, that's an option. And I think it, I think it takes a micro SD card. They, <laughs> some of these details are a little um, up to you, but it sounds like the expandable memory up to 128 gigabytes. So you can stick a micro SD card into it. All of that for a device that is the size of a little bit bigger than the battery and smaller than a lips. What is it? Lipstick? Yeah. A thing of lipstick? Yeah, it's a lipstick. Um, and I, I feel like I'm on this another ad. It also has voice control. So you can actually tell them to be Capley, take my picture. So if you're within 10... If you're within 10 meters of it, it can take your picture. So you could tie it to a tree, make a pose, and be like, take my picture, and get your picture taken <laughs> from that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually really like this. And it's so simple. Like, look look, look, what you, look what you do to take the picture. There's no buttons or anything. You just 
Tap to take a photo. Double tap to take a video. Done. Wow. And then if you swipe up, it takes a 10-second clip. You swipe down, it starts a time lapse. Okay. No complicated things. No, no anything. It is like good to go and they've made it so you have all these different attachments and stuff to it too um so you like you can see in this picture it has a little like silicone case or whatever that you can attach to it Mm -hmm. or it has Mm -hmm. like it looks like you can even use the gopro mounts so if you already have gopro stuff you can use it the mount and it has a little like foot thing this is an interesting one stick it on your cat (laughs) oh okay um dash cam if you want to do it that way Um, and yeah, it has this like little foot thing, which is interesting. But you can use that. This, to is, this is crazy. Now, do they have footage on here that we can actually see? Like, is that part uh, of? Yeah. So here's a time lapse that they took as I switch. Um, That's, I mean, that, I think that would be my question: is that with that, well, you say 140 degrees, like other things. Like, I'm, I'd be most curious about what. Yeah. So, th- so yeah, this is a time lapse. So I wouldn't say it's the greatest quality, but I think this is more than enough usable for something that size. Yeah. yeah. So that's a time lapse. This is a sunset footage. Oh, you can even hear the sun. So that. that Did you say you can hear the sun? Or you you can hear the audio. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can hear the sun if you're very quiet. It's burning hard. Yeah, I, this is like, amazing. Yeah, I, I love the different attachments you can use, or you can just wear it around as kind of life cam type thing. So yeah, you have your capsule. Oh, this is great! It has one of those flexible USB cables I love the flex. that you I can love just the wrap flex. around stuff. Um, your armband, uh, the clip again, the bike clip it has an underwater housing because some people like to do the underwater, and then they have stretch goals too for different colors and stuff. So I I really like this. Um, the camera price. It's actually not too bad. Um, I missed out on the Christmas special, which was great. $54 for this? Oh, jeez. Wow. Um, but the right now, the standard is $90. Um, MSRP is going to be $170. So I am like, I, I, I don't think that's bad because the GoPro is, what is it, $300? Yeah, it's three to four. Like yeah. it's, it's up there, and the quality is high, and it's a super high like speed. But for just standard, like I want to have pictures of this, I want to have video of this, I want to have video of me, like all these other use cases that aren't like I want to strap this to my you know drone or I want to race a car with this. This little outdoor camera is kind of a fun way to like be everywhere. Yeah, I, I bootleggers would use this, like walk into a movie and be like, "Well, I know that's not a camera looking at this." <laughs> This is, I love this idea though. Yeah, yeah I, I love this because especially if you've noticed I've experimented with vlogging. Um, I don't like to use my phone because um, it just doesn't have kind of the quality that I like. So here I am carrying around my GH4 or GH5 now. I finally bought one um, on a tripod stand and I have a microphone mount on it. But I'm that idiot who's holding like this giant DSLR pointing at me while I'm talking to it. Um and, and and sometimes I don't block things because I'm like, I don't want to pull out my phone. If I had this just clipped to my shirt or something, I think I would be more inclined to be like, just tap, start recording, and start talking while I'm there. And th- that's the whole idea is for it ready to go so you don't have to like pull out a phone or pull out a camera and stuff so you can film. Um, so, yeah, this one this one is definitely a back for me. I'm, I am I'm astounded 
by what they're proposing that they're doing here. What's their delivery option? Like, what are they shipping? Um, they yeah. are shipping June 2018. What's interesting, though, is they have two projects going on at the same time. What's their for, other one? For, for the same camera. Oh, they do? Yeah. One's oh. with 20 days to go, and the other one is for 40 days ago. They do that? Uh, I guess so. Um huh. What's interesting is one is in New York and the other one is in um, L.A. Hmm. I, w- I wonder if like the L.A. one's going to have like earlier shipping or something than this one. How uh, interesting. So it's only 1080, so it doesn't do 4K. It's always good to party. Um, which is, you know, I think it's, it's fine for something that size. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, this one is definitely a back for me. Um, is it a backtrack or sack for you? This is back for me as well. Like I find this entirely like mind-boggling that there's this much stuff and that it's available at that price point. And so I'm, I'm wondering what um, you know what their plan is, what they what they are doing. Uh, I'm I'm curious. I think I might just have to I might just have to throw down on this one right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking of throwing down too. The question is, which one do I want to get? Right. I mean, there, there. I love this one. There's one for 128 dollars. It says, "Long live friendship. True friends are never apart. Maybe in distance, but never in memory. Get Capley together with the couple's accessory kit." <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to have like an exclusive. As long as it says exclusive, and get your name embroidered on the side, then you jump on it. They probably do. <laughs> There's like a team pack, a four pack, a two pack. Ah, these are amazing. Yeah, I like I I'm really tempted to get one of these too, just to see how that works out. So that is the Capley. All right. So while we're in the world of cameras, um, Drew, you you were on vacation too. Like, how comfortable do you feel in taking a selfie? Oh, I am pretty able. Like I I can do selfies pretty good. I even I any camera I would get. So I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. So, so my other question is how now you were at Disneyland. How comfortable do you feel giving your phone to somebody else to take a picture, not knowing if they're going to take a good picture or not? Mm, I do it quite a bit actually, and they usually turn out. And if they don't, I just wave and be like, "Thanks very much." But usually they turn out. I've done that at like <laughs> uh, the Tetons and down in Zion's and at the park. Like I do, I'll hand my phone over and say, "Hey, can you take that?" Or people will offer, right? Oh, let me help you. Yep. I trust them. Yep. So maybe this this may not be for you, but it is time for our sack of the week. So, oh dear. you know, what have we found? <laughs> this is a. Uh, it's called the CU, and it is a way to say goodbye to unflattering videos. Because if you're like my mom, she takes forever to take a picture. So, like, you got to know if you're going to strike a pose or not. So this is a almost like a selfie stick. And at the end has a wide angle reflective convex mirror. <laughs> so you can see what you look like while the other person is taking the picture. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please tell me they prototyped and engineered this thing. They, they, they proto. So here's the proto. This was the original prototype, which was just the phone case with this. And then this is their their final product that actually has a provisional patent issued to them. <laughs> you see? Yeah, right here. 
telescoping attachment for mirror on a cell phone back for posing. So, oh, wow. so what you do is you slap your phone into it, and then you adjust the mirror so it's below the the field of view of the camera. So when they take the picture, you don't see it. Um, and since it's a wide angle one, you should be able to fit in, and you'll be able to, you know, adjust you yourself pose. so they can take that and pose. And do you have then you can see what you look like uh, while they're taking the picture? How very thoughtful! Is this something you really need? Oh wow! And they're asking for fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, she has a dollar. She has a dollar. I'm 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 astounded that this idea got this far, and the provisional patent as well. Like, I mean, I get selfie sticks. I would have said the same thing and let, look at them. But this one I find very strange. Like. I don't have any problem trusting somebody with a phone to get the right angle. I have pretty good confidence in my posing ability that I don't need to see myself in order to pose myself. But I'm an amateur. I'm not a professional poser. This is weird. <laughs> this is our sack of the week. Yeah. Uh, um, so oh. part of it is I'm looking at the, the tiers. Yeah, what do you um, there's not a dollar one, which again, that drives me nuts. Um, Cause, I've never paid a dollar. Because if you want to be added to their email newsletter, it's going to cost you ten. Really, <laughs> really. <laughs> um, you receive a thank you, a personalized thank you card for thirty dollars or more, and then fifty dollars you'll be able to get the CU. Would you pay fifty dollars for this? <laughs> no, I would. I would go to the hardware store and I would buy my own telescoping pole oh. and mirror for like. Wow. <laughs> no. Sorry, see I, you. I just I don't think there's a market for this. <laughs> I don't including didn't do the research, but they've got their patent. Yeah. Weird and, things have been And happened. the the other thing that like worries me is you look under the risks and challenges. I understand that there are risks and challenges to every product, especially for physical products that require multiple parts. In the future I can picture a distributor not sending me the correct parts, taking too long, etc. Counteract this, I will form relationships with more than one distributor. So if one falls short, I have the other one to rely on, which makes me wonder if she's hand assembling all of these. Yes, it does sound like she is getting parts and pieces. Because it doesn't tell you how she's actually building this. Oh, that's a secret. Uh, This is astounding. Congratulations, you have won the internet tonight. Because, yeah, she doesn't tell us, like, the next steps... I want this to be a product on the shelves one day. Now that my prototype is complete, my next steps involve reaching out to online distributors to collect its different parts in multiple quantities. However, this process gets rather pricey, and that is where I need your help. <laughs> so I have a luckily a small team behind me that will put all of its parts together, but I'm willing to hire more in the future. So it doesn't seem like she's planning for that. So 50000 that's a 1000 of these that they're going to make by hand. If... I mean that—that's their ideal world, right? Where a thousand yeah. people back the fifty-dollar level to get the minimum pledge. <laughs> and they've got fifty-nine days to go. We're going to check on them in March and just see how everything worked out. <laughs> I just, I just, I, yeah. Um, just yeah. This is this is when I, when I remind people is do your market research, see if there's an actual need for this. I've never run into this issue before. I, I don't need to see myself with somebody else taking the picture. I'll, I mean, I'll see it in a minute. Or, or they could just like put the phone around and be like, like that? 
Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah that's, that's what I do. You actually know what I do when people hand me their phones? I take more than one. Right, you just go... Yeah, so I'm like, one of these, you're going to like them, right? So if not, you're going to have a cool, you know, animation that you can do. You can walk around the park and you can carry... You can carry this CU. What is this called? Yeah, the CU with you. Somebody says, hey, can you take my picture? And you go, yeah, just a minute. You pop that phone in the CU and then you pull out that mirror and you're like, here, now you know what you look like. <laughs> and then you don't have to show them at all. Well, you just well, like, well, my question is, would Disneyland and stuff let you put, bring this in? Because wouldn't they consider this like a selfie stick? It looks like a selfie. It looks more this looks like an upskirt stick. Like, this is not something you want to take into the park. <laughs> not will not go out in the public. I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it, Drew. Oh, sorry. Hi, <laughs> I must have read that somewhere. <laughs> I just read oh, no. that somewhere. I killed our host. I'm the, I don't. I don't know. I'm the innocent one that. Talks about porn crowdfunding sites not realizing how dirty the website sounds until I actually say it out loud. <laughs> I remember that. Show. So, um, good luck, see uh, you. If you guys yeah. want a CU, check them out on Kickstarter, and maybe we'll see you around. Um, unfortunately, Drew, that is the end of our episode. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad that we were able to kick off 2018 with a bang because normally. We don't. We we usually can't do the first week because CES um, right. is going on. But this always lands at this time. Yeah. So if you guys want to keep up with all the stuff that Dito and I will be seeing at CES, because unfortunately Drew's not coming, which is sad. Because um, I think you, I think we would have a blast. We would have a blast. Somebody hire Drew and send him to CES and just give him like <laughs> three days to wander around. Yeah. You know. You only, he only needs a like half a day of work, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you pay for a week's worth of hotels. <laughs> um, but yeah, so keep an eye on ktdata.net and at ktdata for all that stuff. But you can also tweet the show. You can tweet the show at KitCast or at Night20 for Drew. Um, and we're always looking for sacks of the weeks, regular projects, or even we didn't have any kick shouts this week. So. You can always shoot shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net, or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast. Um, I'm a little slow at answering the Facebook one, so but I usually do. So, <laughs> uh, Drew, do you got anything to plug? Any courses that you want incoming freshmen to consider taking from you or anything like no, that? No, not really. It's just, it's just the standard stuff. Just come, come find me and I'll tell you what to take, but... No, I got nothing. I am looking forward to a clean slate. Brand new semester starts next week. Yeah, and he may or may, depending on if he likes you or not, he may or may not tell you where the PS4 Pro is in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, guys. Our next episode is going to be uh, January 16th, if I can do the math right. Um, Hope you you guys watch live. I, I love everybody who stopped by and watched live. I totally appreciate, love all you guys in the chat room. You can always find that at twitch.tv forward slash ktdata. And uh, if you have a Amazon Prime subscription and you're not subscribing to anybody on Twitch, you could always send it over to me, you know, help support the show. And maybe I can afford to take Drew to CES next year. (laughs) So just like that. um, So, guys, we will see you in two weeks. 
So till later, bye-bye.